The following podcast may contain mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Glenn, and welcome to the Glenn Think Stuff podcast, Valentine's Day edition. Happy Valentine's Day. Did you get some goodies from your loved one, or did you buy some goodies for your loved one? Did you spend your money to give material things to people to show them that you care? Shouldn't you just do that anyway? The Valentine's Day is totally a day that I think women invented, and because it's just like, oh, well, buy me material things to show me that you love me. But that might make some women mad that I'm saying that right now because men are just as materialistic as women. And But, I mean, it's a huge scam. You spend all this money to show people that you love them that should already know that you love them. And, I mean, you should already be doing the stuff and showing people that you love them. You know what I'm saying? And people can fact check it and say, no, Glenn, actually it was St. Augustine that started the... I don't even care. You know how sometimes you just like to assume things and you really don't want to know the truth about it? You just... Like the thing that you assume just makes sense in your head and so you're just like, I will believe that and I will not seek knowledge and I will not seek to be any wiser. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm just joking with you. I hope that everybody's doing good. Since I last talked to you, I have gathered a few of my thoughts. I've lassoed them, and I have some cool stuff to talk to you about today. But first, I actually, this week, I have become an MC killer. I have become a rapper, and I mean, I already play the handbells. I'm a poet. I'm a podcaster. I'm a jack-of-all-trades. But I thought that today, before we got into the podcast, I would debut my uh, my rapping skills. So check it out. Lecture on the beat. This Glenn thinks stuff. This is my first rap. I'm so excited. It's gonna be a freestyle. I'm just gonna make it up. Okay. Hey, Oh my goodness, that ain't no way to start your first rap. <laughs> Dirty words, but it's in my song, and that with me, so let's just get into it, okay? Okay, here we go. Uh, uh. Today I went to work at the Paradise Taco. I work there every day. Hey, what you gonna do? You can't play. It's work, you know, of course you can't play. That goes without playing if you say that you said work, you know? Uh. One time I bought what I thought was some candy rocks from a nice man at the bus station. I got home and my daddy said, what's these rocks? I said, Dad, well, it's rocks. It ain't no clocks. And he said, boy, I'm going to beat you with my bet. And it's one of them braided ones from Walmart. And it's braided from, it's actually from China. Stuff in China hurts more when you get hit with it. None of that rhymes, but I'm just explaining it to you because I can't leave you without an explanation. Uh, here we go, back to the rap game. Let me put my sunglasses on, because I just ate some chicken all the king. And I'm going to put my sunglasses on, so maybe that'll help me be more cooler and rap more better. Think about words that rhyme. All right, here we go. Uh, yeah, this is better. For real, for real. All right, here we go. Glenn Think Stuff, 2019, represent. Representing like crazy. Sometimes I walk at night down the lonely cold street. And I look 
down And I see my feet And they're really dirty And I already had a bath When I was in school I did my math But it wasn't really my favorite Math wasn't my favorite I mean I can do two and two and four And stuff like that But then when I get into the more harder stuff Like short division and stuff like that that, I mean that's really a struggle in my mind Because I'm always thinking stuff Um, Back to the rap game though That's why we're here We're here for the rap game And the freestyles while we're here So here we go Um, Have a dog His name is Pete He likes to come home Once a week I give him a bath Pull off his kick I'm lost I'm sorry I'm doing my best I'm really trying my best That's all mom said I could do Is try my best She said try your best And I said But mom I'm trying my best And she just said Shut up So Yeah So this is my best But I do have a podcast Where I think stuff I'm about to play that for you But I just wanna I'm an MC killer Is what I am Sometimes I like to eat popsicles Think about the world And then I go to the back And I make a chocolate swirl Ice cream is really my favorite of all I even eat it when I'm at the mall But I don't eat the cones I eat them little old dots Well Well dang it I messed up again I messed up my freestyle Why don't we just end this now and get into the podcast Because I think you'd enjoy that now I just want to say that I really love handbells And I really love sweetest fish And gummy bears are pretty good And I like to think about all kinds of stuff I got a good podcast for y'all today Man I got a good podcast I can't wait for you to hear it So just hold on 2019 Glenn Thing Stuff represents Shout out to my peeps and my homies That are in the clickety clank That's what Tupac the Shaker says And so that's what I'm going to say Because that's the way the rappers rap So check this Peace out Okay, people. So today I want to talk to you about something that I thought was kind of fitting for Valentine's Day for me to talk about. And that's roller coasters. And the man that is behind inventing roller coasters, the inventor, his name is Lamarcus Adna Thompson. And I never knew about this dude until this week. And I was just thinking about roller coasters and I kind of wanted to know the story behind them. So I looked it up and did some reading and it really was kind of fascinating to me. So I wanted to tell you about this dude today and how roller coasters came to be. So this guy invented roller coasters as a distraction from immorality. He was a deeply religious dude and he was just tired of all the immorality in the world. And so he wanted to do something to keep people out of the taverns and the gambling houses. And he was in his later years and in poor health when he actually invented the roller coasters. He actually had a lot of money because he had a patent. He had invented the machine to make seamless ladies stockings. Okay, and this was like toward the front part of my reading. And as soon as I read that, I was like, well, doesn't that invention kind of encourage immorality i mean seamless lady stockings back this was in the 1800s if you're wondering about the exact date 
Um, that's it. It was in that hundred years in the 1800s that this happened. So I was like, that's really hypocritical to make this invention that kind of encourages immorality and then be like, I'm just tired of immorality. You know, that's kind of like the inventor of the buttless chaps and whips that has the patent on that, that got rich off that, being like, I'm just sick of it. I'm sick of the way that people act. You know what? The world needs a healthy distraction from the things I got rich on. That's kind of how the attitude that I was like, man, that's hypocritical. You know, but stockings make legs look blemish free, right? I guess that's why, you know, women wear them. And I mean, I'm wearing them under my tuxedo right now and they feel fabulous. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. And I'm getting sidetracked. None of this matters. It's just stuff that I think. So that's what this podcast is, is stuff that I think. So that's why I say the things that I say. Anyway, on vacation, he retired and uh, from making things to encourage immorality. And he was actually on vacation. This guy, Lamarcus, Lamarcus was on vacation in Pennsylvania. And he saw people riding old railway mining cars um, for fun. And these were old mining cars that were used like to haul coal. And um, at the end of this railway where they were riding these, these mining cars, there was a 600-foot drop, right? And it was a dollar to ride, and it took about 80 minutes, I read, right? And, I mean, even for an 80-minute ride, a dollar was a lot in the 1800s, right? And so he was like, well, this is cool. This will distract people from being immoral and gambling and carousing and, you know, drinking in the taverns. And this will keep families together. It'll be something for him to do, right? So he drew up plans for a wood frame roller coaster and he built it. They, he had it built on Coney Island um, in New York in the spring of 1884, right? So this is the late 1800s when he had this business done. And there were actually a lot of taverns and brothels on Coney Island, and that's why he picked it. Isn't that where they do the hot dog eating contests? Isn't that Coney Island? I think that's Coney Island. I like watching. I watched, actually, I found a bunch of those on demand and watched them. And, I mean, I felt disgusted with myself after just, like, binge-watching people just eating ungodly amounts of hot dogs. But it's really cool to watch. I, it's one of those things that when I'm watching, I'm like, yeah, I bet I could do that. And then when they get up, like, past, like, five, I'm like, yeah, I couldn't do that. <laughs> but anyway, the cost of his roller coaster was a nickel. It was only five cents, you know, so that's not bad. And top speed was less than 10 miles an hour, I read. And it was 50 feet tall and 600 feet long. And it did very well. Like, this guy made bukus of money with this roller coaster, right? And the more I read, the more that I saw that that this guy Thompson didn't really invent the roller coaster. There were already some rides like it in France uh before he actually built his on Coney Island in 1884. There were there were some rides similar to his in France. But I guess French people were just like, you know, this isn't really... I guess they just enjoyed the immorality over there more than they wanted to sit in carts, you know? 
black French kissing is why I just assume that because that's where that kissing name came from. But I don't know why it didn't take off. But I just thought that that was pretty wild. I never knew the story behind roller coasters, and now I do, and now you do. And if you think that is stupid, I'm sorry. I thought that was kind of interesting, you know, that a guy that encouraged immorality through ladies' stockings that didn't have a seam. Why did they quit putting the seam in ladies' stockings? Was it uncomfortable, or was it like they wanted to trick everybody? That's my real legs. I don't know. There's some things that I probably will never know, but I will continue to seek the answers to the questions I have. Anyway, so I ate some cheese balls. Let's talk about cheese balls. Let's get off the immorality and the Valentine's Day and the blah, blah. I ate some cheese balls earlier this week, right? And I thought about the ball duster, okay? Like this, this just, how hang with me. We'll get through this. We'll, we'll get through this, po- this podcast together. Some podcasts uh, flow maybe a little bit more better, a little bit more better. But I put a roller coaster at the beginning, so that counts for something. It's We're on a roller coaster, and we're on the downward part right now. But I ate some cheese balls, and they were delicious. As a Glenfluencer, I encourage all the people who follow me to eat cheese balls because they're just fantastic. And I thought about the ball duster. As I was eating them, I looked at them, and I thought about what is the life of the ball duster like? Because at the cheese ball factory, there's a guy there or a lady whose job it is every day to go into work to the cheese ball factory and they're in charge of the ball dust, like the cheese, the cheddar cheese dust. They're in charge of, I don't know if it comes in 50-pound bags or I don't know if they have to mix up the dust. And then they have to make sure that's in the machine to dust all of my cheese balls, right? And I was like, there is a story. That person's life story is a story that I like to hear. You know, people are really fascinated with famous people. And I, I really don't understand it, why people are so fascinated with them, because all, they're just regular people, and their story is they weren't famous, unless they were born famous, but most of them, they weren't famous, and then they got famous, and that's just kind of, that's their story, that's it, you know? But normal people, like a ball duster has a story, and I'm interested in that story. I just, and I was sitting there eating... I was eating these cheese balls and I was like, what was, what's the deal with their life? What led them to, you know, dust balls and the cheese ball factory, you know? And then I sat there and I thought, well, you know, their parents, you know, how had to meet and, and how did they grow up? You know, maybe the dad was from the wrong side of the tracks, you know, in Cincinnati. And, you know, maybe the mom had money. And maybe the ball duster's dad pulled an old wagon of newspapers every day and had to deliver papers just to help his family put food on the table. You know, that is a possibility. And, you know, the the mom would see this poor kid delivering her parents' paper every day. And maybe he had a stutter. You know, maybe the ball duster's dad had a stutter. And the mom was real forward, so she would talk to him, you know, and... 
you know, so so they got to know each other and they got to be friends and they got to, you know, talk. And they didn't go to the same school because the mom probably went to like a private school and the dad probably went to a public school when he was at school at all because he did have to work. And, you know, from a young age, take care of help take care of his family. And maybe her parents didn't approve that she was hanging out with this kid so much. But as they got older, you know, they they develop feelings for each other because they spent all this time together, you know, and, and they fell in love, you know, and maybe they went to the drive-in to see Texas Chainsaw Massacre and maybe they played Monopoly in the back of the Plymouth Barracuda that he had borrowed from his father. <laughs> and maybe, I mean, they could, they were happy for many years, I'm sure, you know, Dad got a job at the as a roller skate janitor at the roller skate rink, you know. And, you know, the mom left her parents. They're like, yo, if you're going to hang out with this dude, you know, from the wrong side of the tracks, you know, you're dead to us. And she was happy, though. She got a job and she worked as a cashier at Kmart. And, you know, they didn't have much, but they were happy, right? They were happy together, you know. And then she got preggers, right? And that put a lot of stress on the on the relationship because you know money got tight because she you know towards the end of her pregnancy you know she couldn't work as many hours as a cashier at Kmart and you know he was just a janitor you know at uh at the roller skate rink so you know money got tight and then they had this child you know and you know there was there was like tension in their marriage you know and they started to fight a lot and the dad you know his his dad before him was an alcoholic you know he was actually he worked in an old mill you know making bricks that's probably what he did was he probably made some bricks because he's on the wrong wrong side of the track so there's probably brick factory somewhere over there you know i'm saying up in cincinnati probably making bricks or something like that so you know, the dad started drinking and the mom was like, you know, I'm not putting up with this. I'm going to take my baby. And she went home and her parents finally left that bomb. You know, we told you, you know, they rubbed it in her face. You know that they were like, we tried to tell you, but you just didn't listen to us. But we're so glad you're here now. You know, sometimes like you hear, you see family members that love one another and, you know, they're good to each other, but they get those jabs in. You know, it's dysfunction. They had money, you know, with money comes... But like, I guess people's priorities can be messed up sometimes, you know, so but they took him in and they took the kid in, you know, and this kid was like he he still had his dad in and out of his life, you know, and he grew up like that. And his dad was an alcoholic in and out of jail for public intoxication, probably. And, you know, the mom was like, you know, I'm going back to nursing school and I'm going to be a nurse. You know, and her her family was fully supportive. They cared for him. They got him. They got the kid piano lessons. You know, they got this kid piano lessons. And he's like, dude, I really don't like piano. And they make me dress like in this little suit with shorts. I saw Beaver one time, like leave it a Beaver when I think his great aunt or his dad's aunt. I guess that's his great aunt come into town and she would make him wear uh, all these really terrible clothes to school and this little like English hat and Beaver was all upset about it. That's a pretty good show. I need to watch Leave It to Beaver. Anyway, that's how they dressed this kid, right? And so he just grew up in all of this dysfunction between knowing what the deal was with his dad and his mom, you know, and he just wanted to break free, you know? And so he, he, 
he dropped out of school and he said, you know, I'm going to go on tour with my band, you know, and, and they were actually like a Kiss tribute band. He was in a Kiss tribute band. And I mean, I guess Kiss did well, but, you know, the tribute, there were probably a lot of Kiss tribute bands. And he was just like, you know, that really didn't take off or do that well because, you know, their drummer left. He got um, he got a girl pregnant in his hometown, so he had to quit. And then, you know, other kids were like, yo, you know, it was fun. They We traveled around for the summer playing Kiss music, but now we got to grow up and get jobs, you know. And so, you know, he was just like, well, what am I supposed to do, you know. So he went back home to his grandparents' house. And, you know, they were just real strict and real rigid and And so he hung out with his dad, you know, and his dad was like, dude, I got this job and I'm actually a janitor at this cheese ball factory now. I can get you a job up there. And so the kid was like, okay, well, I'll give it a whirl, you know, and he the he got a job being a janitor with his dad at first, you know, and he he liked it. He liked working and getting up every day and having a routine, you know, and it really made him feel like he was contributing. You know, he got a paycheck. He got a little gremlin. He was feeling real good about himself. And and then uh the manager saw him and saw his work ethic and was like, you know, we'd like to put you on the production line. We need a cheese ball duster. And so this kid is like, okay, well, I can do that. I'll give it a whirl, you know, and he trained and he actually, you know, started making top pay and started training all the other cheese ball dusters on all the other shifts, you know, and maybe he's been there like 20 years now, you know, and he's like the lead cheese ball duster. Because let me tell you, these cheese balls that I ate, they were covered perfectly with cheese dust. Some chips you get or some cheese balls or whatever, and it's thick you know how it's thick in some places and thin in in others these cheese balls were perfectly coated with cheese dust i was like this dude props that's what i'm talking about and so that's just i mean that might have happened probably not but everybody has a story and everything like that is interesting people have stories i like talking to people and hearing their stories but that probably happened I'm just going to say that happened. That's how I like to think about the cheese ball duster. What dusted my balls? Anyway, before I go on, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. (sighs) Before I go on in my podcast today, I have a trailer to play for a podcast that I just have been listening to for the last couple weeks. Um, These people are awesome. They have stories. Um... The podcast is called Bunch of BS Podcast, which is something that I can identify with. And it's probably a good way to, you know, say what my podcast says. These people are just more honest than me. I'm just like blending stuff. And they're just like, Bunch of BS Podcast. But I have their trailer. I wanted to play it for you guys. Check it out. Start a podcast. We think we're funny. We are funny. <laughs> Brent and Sarah. Brent and Sarah. That's what she said. <laughs> Wasn't it Billy Ray Cyrus? No, 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 no. God. <laughs> that's embarrassing. I really thought that No, that was actually my first cassette tape. <laughs> <laughs> Get it right. Don't oh shame me like that. That was my first cassette tape. Gobbled up the shit like... <laughs> like it was... That was our meativersary. That sounds terrible. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> 
<laughs> old maidiversary, honey. That's a noodle scratcher. <laughs> <laughs> Do people say that in the 50s? I don't know, but nobody says it now. <laughs> that is quite a noodle scratcher. <laughs> Um, did you say getting, this was. Did you say getting frisky? <laughs> <laughs> and then later you're like, "Hey, babe, you want to pet my snake?" Wait, 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 Matt. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> not shooting it. We're you're hammered over there. <laughs> you can barely hold the show together. Settle down, saucy. <laughs> I love me some black gunpowder. <laughs> Tingles me. <laughs> Tingles my balls. <laughs> Maybe I'll surprise you. Okay. Maybe I won't. <laughs> Maybe I'll let you down. I don't know. <laughs> like, I was waving at you. Oh, really? And I was like, oh, when he oh, looks man. up, he's going to wave to me. But you were like, and I don't want the world to see you, like, flipping the burger. <laughs> Bad. So I had to, like, was... put my big boy pants on. <laughs> You're thinking, you put on, like, your medium boy pants let's not let's not go all the way those are my big boy pants (laughs) that's a bunch of bs that is a bunch of bs that is a bunch of bs well this is just gonna be a bunch of bs podcast yes nailed it all right cool so the last thing that i want to talk to you about today is something that else that i've been pondering this week something else and uh it is an old home remedy that i heard years ago for jellyfish stings and i was just thinking who came up with this and you probably already know what i'm talking about before i say it but it's the tt on jellyfish stings like who came up with this right and i was thinking about it and it just came into my head i was like well there had to be somebody that's kind of messed up because who would think when there's an injury, let's urinate on it. And so I started thinking about it and I think that I figured out who it was that came up with this. And I'm pretty sure that it was an alcoholic that was on the beach one day when somebody got stung, right? And somebody ran onto shore. This this man ran onto shore on the shore and he's like i got bit by a jellyfish a man of war's tentacles have bit me and this alcoholic was like hey why you tt on it and he said tt because he was probably a homeschool drunk (laughs) and they said what and the drunk guy was like it's true these hips don't lie And everybody was so panicky, you know, that they turned around and they didn't see this drunk guy doing a Shakira dance, you know. And this horrendous bit of beach first aid, it just spread like wildfire because people are so dumb. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. But, I mean, kind of people have to be kind of dumb to buy this because I've, I've... found out and i've read that this is actually some people are like yeah it works but other people are like no this could actually make the injury worse you know urinating on an injury is not the way to treat a medical condition and so i was just thinking about it this week and that's the best that i came up with that some lunatic was on the beach you know a long years ago and it just i guess everything starts somewhere and this is just one of those horrible pieces of advice that just started to spread around and get 
accepted as fact when in fact it is not. Like everything on this podcast, you can just take with a grain of salt. But anyway, I'm going to leave you guys now. I hope that you have a killer week. I'm just kind of exhausted, so I'm going to go kick it and chill out. And I hope that uh, everybody enjoyed the podcast today. If you want to hear me talk about anything specifically, you can actually email me, glennthinkstuff at yahoo.com, glennthinkstuff at yahoo.com, and I will be glad to talk about whatever it is that you would like me to talk about. Uh, what else do I need to tell you? You can follow me on Twitter, at glennthinkstuff. And I throw new episodes up there, and I post when my new episodes drop and reminders about my other episodes, and I'll say hello to you, and you can say hello to me, and we can say hello to each other. I'm also on Instagram now. I'm a Glenfluencer on Instagram. I take pictures, and I put them on there. I, I put a picture of my cheese balls on there this week, and that picture you can go to, and you can say, there's the picture Glenn took of his cheese balls when he was thinking about that crazy story they told on his podcast. And we can share that moment together. So follow me on Instagram, Glenfluencer 2019, baby, represent. Uh, you can leave me a review on iTunes or not. It really doesn't matter. It helps people see my podcast. It makes me more visible uh, as I get more reviews. So it doesn't have to be a five-star review. It can be whatever you think that I'm worthy of. If it's one star, I'll take one star and I'll wear it with pride. Because I got star stickers when I was little and I'd get a lot of one stars. I guess that they were just trying to encourage me back then by giving me one star. Maybe there were other kids that are doing podcasts now that got five star stickers. But I, I always remember just getting one star. So it really wouldn't be anything new to me. But what else? I think that's all. I hope that everybody has a great week. Take care of yourselves and be good to the people that you meet in the street. And I'll talk to y'all next week. Peace out.